You were the first queen, or one of the first queens to receive critique from a mannequin. Uh, I mean, you know, having Mickey critique you, that was surreal. Because if you think I didn't know what Mickey was saying, RuPaul sure didn't have a clue. (laughs) RuPaul was at that desk trying to Google translate that stuff. Like, what is, what is a tuppence? What is, what is a Lawrence Cheney? I'm Davina and I'm Ricky and welcome to Fierce Slay Talk, a decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond, whilst delving deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming fabulous. So shall we begin? She's a legend like the Loch Ness Monster, the Susan Boyle of Drag Race UK, who's just snatched the crown. It's Lawrence Cheney! Hey! I love Davina. You're like the only person that's not gone, <clears throat> Lawrence Cheney! <laughs> well, darling, you know, nothing if not original here. Yes, yes, exactly. So, how have you been since uh, since the announcement, and how did you celebrate? I mean, like everyone, locked down, crown or not, um, I, I, I just, I, I still can't believe it. I, uh, you know, it's, it's why we send in audition tapes every year. It's, it's why people want to get on the show is to win, and I never thought I was gonna win, or you know. Um, thought about challenge wins or any of that kind of goals going in the door but I just remember being like I want to go in here and make this bald man laugh you know and I think I did it yeah (laughs) (laughs) and to celebrate I I, I mean it's not terribly fun it was fun for the other girls not fun for me (laughs) but BBC3 did a, a, a private screening and we all got to watch it and they filmed okay. it, you know, they film your raw emotions so they can, you know, take the mickey out of you. And um, I was genuinely, I was really proud of myself because I was so cool if I lost. Do you know what I mean? I was like, do you know what? See if you lose. It's not bad. If, if you lose to Bimini, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. And then watching it, it was like, and the winner is, you know, well, RuPaul, the next drag <laughs> superstar is... Seven hours later, <laughs> Lawrence Cheney, and I just thought, oh, Bimini, and then I just was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Will you be able to pick up the celebration? Because that's the only way that I felt in, in any way sorry for you is just that I know Glasgow would have kicked off if mm. everyone was out. You know how fantastic that would have been. Is there going to be a party of some sort for you? I mean, see when it is safe to do so, there will be a car park full of speakers, full of tartan will be thrown all over the place. There'll be drunk people everywhere. And I will be at the centre of that crowd Well, partying. listen, that car park at the bottom of Glassford Street, just <laughs> by the hotel, I'm fucking ready. I'm there. Yes, exactly. That is the one. We can you, have... are, you better organise it. <laughs> we can have the party in there and then we can all just pile into the hotel afterwards. Yes. Yeah. What, what is it? It's a holiday in, I think. It's, Great. It's a holiday. No, so jury's in. Oh, jury's in. in. Even better. Know. Even better. <laughs> oh, my God. So everybody already knows your name. Of course, you've taken the crown home. Um, your name is an interesting story, actually. How does how did you get come up with the name Lawrence Cheney? Oh, you know, my mum gave it to... No. <laughs> <laughs> More your surname is the yes. No, imagine, <laughs> imagine if it was just like... Yeah, no, my mum gave it to me. Oh, oh, how come? Oh, I don't know. Um, no, basically, you know, my name, my birth name is, you know, Lawrence. That is my my first name. So I just remember, you know, my real name is Lawrence Maidment. And I just remember going, oh, this doesn't sound like someone famous. This doesn't sound like a superstar's name. And I, I, you know, at the time I was a big fan of horror films. You know, my mum was, you know, letting me watch Scream and Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was like nine. So, you know, she was getting me ready for, for the kind of horrors of everything. Um, but these films are so camp. So I took a She's lot of inspiration just going, from them. 
Lawrence, this is Glasgow. Yeah. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Friday and, night. <laughs> yeah, and, and anywhere else, this is horror. In Glasgow, <laughs> this is a Tuesday night. That's what it is. Um, no, and, and basically, I came across uh, silent movies and you know, discovered, you know, Bela Lugosi and yeah. you know, Boris Karloff. And then I discovered Lon Chaney, who had a nickname in the, the industry called The Man of a Thousand Faces. And it was because he did his own makeup and he transformed himself sometimes in drag, sometimes, uh, you know, as an older person, sometimes... Uh, you know, the Hunchback in Notre Dame, mm. some, you know, these really elaborate, cool, um, you, you know, people and creatures and stuff. And I just remember being so fascinated by that and going, well, I do my own makeup. I'm playing around my own makeup. I want to be the queen of a thousand faces. I'm going to be Lawrence Cheney. And, and you know, I went on Drag Race with that whole thing in mind. And then I was like, yeah, no pressure for Snatch Game. <laughs> ah! <laughs> of course. Of course, that would kill me. I yeah. could. I don't think I could do it. Well, I, you saw my snatch game. You, well, you saw mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself, isn't it? It's that is so, a lot of pressure. So rough. Like I, I don't know how, how you feel about uh, your snatch game. I genuinely, you know, everyone. Oh, the edit, the edit. Oh, and the oh. Oh no, mine was terrible. Just, Oh my god, it was awful. They actually used the best bits of my <laughs> Miriam Uglies. And I don't know why they would, because I was meant to be bottom of the barrel. So they used my good answers, and I was still bottom of the barrel. Do you know what I mean? There was one, I, I remember I, I said made some joke, and then like touched sister's boob. And I was like, I am a lesbian, you know? And it just, no sense. And again, you know, I normalise, you know, sometimes you can have your day off, you know, sometimes, oh, let's work through this. But see, at Drag Race, you can't just go, oh, no feeling it. Should we try tomorrow? Yeah. It's like RuPaul's over there. <laughs> He's got foundation on his bald head. We need to go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we need to go get this in the can. <laughs> Absolutely that. <laughs> Talking about pressure, though. When you got that first call, what did that feel like? Like, where were you? How did that happen? So I had just performed. I feel like Ellie Diamond there. Preformed. No, I it was actually just after I'd performed at Trigger on a Thursday, which is an AXM. Carrie Ann. Performed there. Carrie Ann Crow, icon, legend star, Bearberry, Marla. Bearberry. Franz was on that night as well, so it was your know, jam-packed show. Um, and again, it was it was just nice because y- you've got an audience there and they're cheering you on. Even if you, as it gets later and later on in the process, yeah. you're like, oh, I've not got a phone call. I'm not on it, right? And do you know, at the time I was dating this guy, and it was kind of going up and down in the air, ghosting me, not ghosting oh. me, ghosting me when he wanted, and um. Uh, he turned up to that show and I just remember being like, put it behind you, put it behind you, don't let it affect you, don't let it upset you. And I did. I I was professional, went home and then he got with someone else and then he was like slagging me in the club and it's it's fine now, you know, we've crossed the bridge, we've crossed the line, snorted it, it's fine. But (laughs) genuinely, like... You know, going home, hearing all this from, like, my flatmate, I was like, why does no one love me? I'm going to be a failure. And then literally got a text saying, hey, it's the Drag Race team. Can we call you? And I was like, no way is this right. Picked up the phone. Because they go, what time suits? And I'm like, now! Now, bloody now! I'll call you! What do you want? Um, Because imagine if it was... Yeah, Lawrence, we're just wondering... um, do you have Ellie Diamond's number? <laughs> like, imagine if it was that, you know? Because um, we don't want you, we just want her. Um, and I, I remember picking up the phone and, you know, hey, Lawrence, you know, uh, th- this is, uh, we're the two execs, we'd love to invite you to be on Drag Race. And I was like, you, come on, there's a camera somewhere, you're lying, yeah. this is lies. And, and it wasn't, I, I just was so mind blown 
and I just was like screaming and crying and I mean I was crying earlier on because of yeah. the guy but it was actually tears of joy this time so I, I was just so proud and happy because this it was just the ultimate fuck you and the ultimate kind of yeah I knew I was gonna do it and all the queens that said oh well Lawrence's jokes are a bit risky <laughs> yeah well RuPaul likes the jokes that was <laughs> that was when you went no I am doing something right it was you know it wasn't they weren't right it was you that were right and it was good that you stuck by your guns to get to where you are that's that's kind of how I felt does that come from like an experience on the scene in Glasgow? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, Glaswegian queens, Scottish queens were very opinionated, um, <laughs> as you may have seen from the various that tweets. Twitter is my yeah. favourite, the Glasgow scene. If you are not following those Glasgow girls, yeah. you are only getting half the story. My, <laughs> my, my thing is, I, I think it's so fun. And the good thing is, is... You know, any of our arguments are solved by these Twitter exchanges mm. and Facebook statuses. And it'll always be, you know, it'll never be, you gaslit me. It'll be, you stole my lash. You know, <laughs> and it's like that kind of baseline of like, you took my nail glue and I'm not having it. You betrayed me. You know, it's that. And then you, you talk it out and it's fine. And that is very much a Scottish spirit. You know, we're mm. open with our feelings and we talk. But it is, you know, it's hard because I remember I got flack once for introducing someone. I was like, we couldn't get anyone else. So here she is. You know, and it was all, <laughs> I knew the girl and whatever. And she was like, oh, I don't know if I like you introduced me like that. And I was like, but you know, I like you. Like we yeah. work together all the time. It's fine. Oh, well, could you not say that next time? And again, I never resent these people. I get that, you know, some people are used to it, some people aren't. So I'm like, fine, okay. But then all you all you can say then, Davina, like you'll know from hosting shows yourself, is please welcome the lovely and gorgeous yeah. Yeah. RuPaul. S- you know, like yeah. that's yeah. all you can say. So it, it just, it makes it, when, when you're, when, when, it's all opened up and you're allowed to have fun and have a laugh, which is what drag is. I think that's when it's at its best and at its rawest as well. Yeah. So okay. I, I think, you know, this kind of censoring, oh, well, you can't say this. I'm not I'm not saying something of faint, like yeah. I'm not saying something that's hurting you as a human being. It's just fun. Like, oh, and she's got crispy lace and she's had a packet of McCoy's crisps. Please welcome Lawrence <laughs> Cheney. Like, who know, you know? It's it's not that deep. So I suppose there was a lot of uh, nerves going onto a kind of international platform with those kind of things in the back of my head. Yeah, of course, yeah. So as you were just saying, the people in Glasgow do talk and you are all very close. So you've been given this huge opportunity and now you've got to sit on it. How did you keep <laughs> that quiet and what, what did you say to people? I have been given many opportunities and sat on them as well. So <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> a girl after my own house. Yeah, yeah. Doubt it. <laughs> Um, no, uh, it was really hard, really hard. But do you know, do you know how funny it was? I the, the second person I called, I think, was Ellie. And so you get the phone calls the same time. They don't lag it because it's fairness. Yeah, it's, you're gonna have the same amount of time. It is what it is, right? So I called Ellie and I was like, "Hello, I would like ten wigs, all in purple. You do for me." In two weeks. Is that fine? And then she was like, eh, uh, uh, well, I can't really because <laughs> I've got your Ten wigs to, 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 to do. <laughs> and I was like, Ellie Diamond, are you going on coach trip as well? What is going on here? <laughs> and then, and we hardly spoke because we were like, you know, it was just that kind of, you stare at each other and give each other the kind of eye Kind of like the Kill Bill music, I thought started playing as well, do you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it, that that was awkward, but it was like, what is going on? Is this real? Am I imagining it? Is she on? And you don't want to say, mm. you know, are you on as well? Because that'll it shows that you're on. So yeah. it was a big yeah. kind of mess. And then do you know, someone said in the dressing room, they went, "Oh, congratulations, look, 
burp there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just acting then. Yeah, it was, yeah. <clears throat> Digging deep into my soul. Um, <laughs> no, they said, you know, oh, congratulations, Lawrence, you know, I'm so proud of you for getting on Drag Race. And I went, what's that? What, what do you mean? What's what's RuPaul? Who, who is this RuPaul that you're all talking about? Genuinely, I didn't care how bizarre it sounded. I'd never seen RuPaul's Drag Race. That's what I was trying to channel. I was like, um, and do you know the, the funny thing that I felt so bad for? I was like, no, I'm Ellie Diamond or Miss Peaches. They'll be on, not me. It's oh. fine. <laughs> and I totally threw the scent off away. And these queens, you know, they come back a year later. Well, I knew you were on me, me, me. And I went, well, I told you Ellie Diamond was on and you saw how that worked. So I wasn't lying, was I? <laughs> you know, I love how, how that worked out. But it was just, you know, uh, I, I was like, no, throwing the scent away. Don't know mm. what's going on. Um, but I, I think, you know, when you have to cancel these shows and stuff, people get the hint. And what annoys me is they know you can't say anything. So they just say even more, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like I, I'm, I'm on the same level as you. I want to rejoice about it as well. Chill out. We've not filmed it yet. Yeah. Chill out, you know. Like, what was it like after? Because that was the difficult bit for me. Was after it had been filmed. You know, obviously, some some people know exactly what's gone on, and then people would introduce you on stage. Like that's what I had. People would introduce me on stage. And be dropping like the biggest possible hints. Like you might be seeing her on the TV very oh. soon on the BBC, maybe on BBC Three, maybe with a big tall black man, maybe with bag of chips as well. <laughs> and it would, I was just like, you cannot say that. Yeah, it's not. I think people think it's, it's, oh, hey, we can, <laughs> yeah, we can. And it's like, no, no, no. I have to not acknowledge this exists. But because it is, it's not a... I, ju I just can't tell you the plot. It's like, I've never seen Drag Race, never yeah. heard of Drag Race. Who's RuPaul? Who's Michelle? W what's Graham Norton? What's an Alan Carr? What, I you know, still what, ask you... myself these questions daily. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Who are these people? Why are they following me? What is going on? <laughs> but it's... It's really, really bizarre. I mean, I, I was, it sounds weird, but the, the kind of silver lining to this dark cloud of coronavirus was we didn't have gigs. Yeah. So so we didn't need to think of cover stories and, and these kind of, oh, girl, could you zip me up? Oh, oh, and did Ellie do this at Drag Race before she was eliminated? <laughs> and all this stuff. We didn't need that stuff. But I remember doing a, a, a gig in Nottingham with Vivian and, and it would be like, Again, like you said, it was, oh, you know, so television, you know, Drag Race UK, is everyone excited for that? You know, I wonder who's on it. And I, I'd always be like, because I was guesting at that show, and I was like, me, I, I'm on it. <laughs> Even though I wasn't, just totally throw this in. Because oh, it's awkward. It's really awkward. Oh, all right, I want to go right back to the beginning for you. Go on. With, your, with the drag. I want to know, what was your introduction to drag? How did you get into it? Um, You, you know, I, I love drag race. That That is kind of one part of it. That's how I discovered the kind of glamazon drag. But, um, you, you know, I was, you know, my mum raised me on Dick Emery and Stanley Baxter, you know, comedy sketch shows and Little Britain and all these shows. And I remember being like, well, I want to be funny like these people. I, I want to make people laugh like these people are making me laugh and cheering me up. And they're in drag, so I'll try doing that. And and you can be Little Mary from down in the shop, and you can be John the shopkeeper or whatever. You can be any character. Mm. And then basically, you know, I went and studied acting. And, you know, I loved when I was growing up, loved playing around with makeup, hair, uh, sewing and costumes and dressing up like a princess and all this stuff and basically you know when i went to study acting i just got bored i didn't want to study the classics <laughs> you know they make you, oh here's othello and here's all this stuff and lovely work mr shakespeare and all this <laughs> stuff. but i just that's not why i wanted to do it i wanted to do a class on <laughs> physical comedy mm. and this kind of stuff I wasn't interested and all this time while you're 
you know, taking up so much time learning to be or not to be, I wasn't styling wigs or painting or doing any of this. And I was wasting all these skills. And then I, I became a big fan of Cher, Googled Cher. I said, oh, I love this new film. She's in Burlesque. That's really yeah. So Googled that and I said, oh, welcome to Burlesque Live. Let's see if she's done it live. I clicked, oh, what's Cher doing in a bar? It wasn't Cher. It was Chad Michaels in a bar performing Welcome to Burlesque. And I just remember being like, wow, who's this person? They look so like her. I get it because I've watched the, the the comedy shows where they try and be these people. Yeah. That's really interesting. And then my mum said, oh, yeah, RuPaul, you know, the, the, you know, this person is on RuPaul's Drag Race. And RuPaul is this singer from the 90s. And my mum, you know, then introduced me to Divine and, you know, played me, you know, Divine songs like Shake It Up. Shake it up. Um, <laughs> love it. You think you're a man, but yeah. you're only, only a boy. A yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love it so much. And um, I think Divine especially, like I really related to Divine mm. because this larger than life personality and person, he mixed the two. Yeah. And um, I, I really enjoyed it and then started watching Drag Race. And again, I'm from rural Scotland, you know, in the middle of nowhere, hee-haw, apart from cows, you know. <laughs> so I, I just remember being like, wow, these people are talking about marriage and even things, you know, um, they were talking about HIV and all these important things. I didn't even know what it was, let alone how to spell it. Like, I just didn't know any mm. of this information. And it really opened me up to the community, you know. And um, it sounds corny, but that that is really how it happened. And then started, you know, going out on the Glasgow scene. And I would dress up as Rue Girls mm. because they, they were the only queens. I yeah. And I loved that. The, the costume side of it and you were perfecting that character's costumes and you know in poses as Trixie you do like the little wince she does in her pictures and using the hands I loved all of that and then I said well who is Lawrence Cheney what is Lawrence Cheney's drag and here she is here yeah. she is um and, and I love that kind of meld together of uh you know I pay attention to the looks I I, I pay a lot of attention to detail but um, there's also this really fun, stupid side as well. Of course. So from that, then, when was your first gig? Then as Lawrence Cheney, when did oh. you take to the stage? Lawrence Cheney took to the stage in <laughs> February 2015. First ever performance. And I did Venus by Lady Gaga. And that is when I dressed up as Lady Gaga in the Venus costume. And that's when I thought, now Lawrence... <laughs> Maybe not dressing up as these people every time because you in a seashell bikini, I don't think. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was rough. Um, so I, I just remember going, right, so we'll develop this. And then, you know, I got paid a tenner for that gig. And then I said, right, well, let's try this out. And I did, you know, we all do a, a Disney number. So I did the Wicked Queen into the hag. Mm. And I did something because it was like the heart of a pig. And I did like swine by Lady Gaga and it, for some reason it was weird. But you know, I, I really thank those moments because it takes those moments where you go, oh, well, they mentioned a pig, so I'm going to use the song swine. It it takes these kind of, right, but it's not all about that. It takes yeah. that kind of mess up to then go, right, well, let's develop this. Let's tweak this. And rather than coming up with new numbers, I just perfected the numbers that I had before and then changed this, tweaked this, made this longer, made this shorter. And that's kind of where the kind of perfectionist side of me came into play. And you need that as well. You need that space to test stuff out anyway. Yeah, like exactly. And and the Glasgow scene's great for that because mm. you're not getting paid hundreds of thousands of pounds or whatever to, to do your thing. You're being allowed to do your thing in a space. And that's important when you're starting out in drag. Uh, you know, It's important to have a space, have people that uh, surround you with positivity. I mean, I remember one gig I did when I was new, I walked on stage and it was Madonna living for love and she just had her cape moment where she got yanked down the stairs. And I had my own cape moment, but it wasn't the cape. The cape didn't mess me up. I fell out of my shoes <laughs> 10 seconds in the number. <laughs> fell out the, like I was walking and walked out of my shoes. 
and like for some reason I had fake blood and that went all over me it was a mess but we need these moments to grow as performers absolutely of course and to see what what works and what doesn't and what is it that you're interested in yeah you know what is it that interests me as an artist exactly same with comedy you know Mm. making a drag number a, a drag mix singing a song and working with that with the mic and how close to you know to hold the mic versus how close you should hold the mic all that kind of stuff it is the same as comedy and when i learned that that was the only difference was it's just a different format but it's the same skills i went all right so you don't need to be the funniest person that's alive the first time you do comedy it's fine okay and then that's how it kind of developed yeah that was like weirdly enough that was kind of my that was the realisation moment for me. You know, it's still the same set of skills. Yeah. It's just in a different format. Because, I, like, I'd done drama and dance at university and, you know, I'd done all right. I was okay. <laughs> but then when I'd start a drag, all of that just kind of flew out of my brain. Yeah. You know, how to, how to choreograph something, how to learn a song, how to put it on stage, how to entertain people. I just went, well, none of this will work at all, will it? So I'll throw that away and... Let's try and learn something completely new. Like, insane. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah very that. <laughs> now, Drag Race wasn't the first time that you've been on the TV, was it? No. no you know, and you're, just you're certainly not a, a stranger to the old BBC either. No, not at all. Or the DDC. No, well, not at listen, all. Listen, <laughs> me and thee. Me and thee checking each other out on a night out. having a good drink. So, tell me about how did you get into... Um, working with the BBC because I mean I actually don't know this is genuinely I don't know how you got into working with the BBC well you know I slept my way to the top you know that is how I did it no God that's bl- where I'm going wrong yeah that's the one thing you did wrong Davina that's the one thing no shag anyone yeah um no genuinely uh it was really a case of you know right place right time for me I remember one of my friends uh did a makeup video and they, they're an amazing trans makeup artist mm. and they did this amazing video on uh, facial feminization makeup and they said you know Lawrence this video's done really well you should have got that and I went nah what am I doing talking about makeup like because I, I use all sorts I mean I would use crayons mm. if I didn't get funny looks in the shop looking at the crayon section. Like, I would use crayons for my makeup if they worked. Do you know what I mean? I am that sort of queen. And I remember, I, you know, the BBC's not going to endorse me using, like, craft glitter with, like, broken glass in it and then shoving it on my eyelids. But turns out they did. Um, <laughs> and it genuinely was, you know, I sent an email and I said, listen, I love this video that my friend did for you. You know, is, is there any way... Uh, I, I could do something like this. I'm a drag queen. Here's my Instagram. And they said, yeah, we'd, we'd love to give it a go. Um, You know, w- could we have a meeting? We met up and they said, you're funny. And I went, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I, I remember doing, I did, I think, two makeup videos for them for BBC The Social. And... You know, it's a great platform, BBC The Social, because it gives young people a platform and a voice. Well, they've got the voice, but it gives them the platform to share mm. their voice. And I remember that was a big focal point for them was not, oh, we want you to tell people how to look pretty. They wanted um, you to talk about politics and talk about all these important things socially, politically, all these things. And even how you fit in or how you don't fit in with society and how this makes you feel better or is this a coping mechanism? They wanted you to talk about that stuff. I think because I spun it on its head and just made fun of that and made jokes about that, but also still answered those questions. You know, Mm -hmm. I remained serious when it needed to be. Um, And I think they, they were like, you need to do more TV. Like, this is good stuff. And I was like, oh, so you don't want another video of me cutting my crease with craft glitter? And they were like, no, 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 no. We want you to, to host your own show. We'd love you to, um, could you come along for a screen test? We're doing the show. Um, it's it's a pilot we're doing. We'd love you to do this. Um, and it's about sharing your opinion on this social issue. And did it and got the job and it got 
put through to a series. I did that show. And it was, again, a progression. You know, a documentary maker had seen me on Facebook and said, wow, this person's really interesting. Let's speak to them. You know, and because it wasn't just Lawrence Cheney's a good makeup artist, there was something of substance. And because, you know, that, they were like, let's dig deeper into this person's soul. You know, which is always lovely. Yeah. Um, and again, you saw that on Drag Race as well, is there is so many different... Uh, levels to to a person same same with anyone of any size you know uh, sexuality anything like that but you know there aren't it's very obvious i think when someone's doing drag that they're masquerading themselves especially i hate this whole makeup artist you know where they do the peace and pout sign at the beginning and they've got eyebrows on and they've got a full face why have you got a full face on you're about to put a full face on yeah i want to see like I so want to see the gremlin before. Right. So I was all about showing the gremlin and TV <laughs> people like that. So um, I think that's kind of what people liked about me. So I then hosted my own show called Insider's Guide, where I showed people around Glasgow. So it was a really natural uh, progression. And I remember everyone would tell me, you know, <clears throat> Lawrence Drag Race UK, it's coming to the UK. You're definitely going to get on. We're behind you. We're this... And when I didn't get on, and then I found out no Scottish queens were on, I was like, the nerve, the cheek, the nerve, the audacity, the gumption, you know. The um, audacity. Yes, literally. <laughs> I, I remember being so shocked. And I, I remember one of my producers said to me, now you can do a video about this, but it probably means you're not going to get on Drag Race. And I was like, because they, they said, you know, the lovely producer thing, and they said, you know, I don't think you need Drag Race. I think you're a great, uh, you know, personality persona. And I think you'll be able to make something of whatever's thrown at you. Yeah. But I was like, no. Because this is one series of Drag Race. You know, it wasn't, you know, did I want to speak up on this issue? It was like, this is one season. Maybe all of our audition tapes were crap. Like, maybe all of our audition tapes were in, like, filmed on a potato camera and, you know, you know, m maybe for once it was it was something I did. Maybe I didn't send it right. So, uh, you know, I withheld from that and then got on series two. <laughs> for me, it's that thing of, like, the uh, the casting is so difficult on any show anyway because it's like this enormous jigsaw where you're trying to go, okay... What are all these personalities like? How are they going to fit together? Who's not going to fit well together and create TV magic? You know, yeah. you need that as <laughs> yeah. well. Uh, who are the people who are going to do this? Who are the people who well, we're going to get rid of quite early? Who, you know, th that's what you're looking for as a, as a casting director. So it's not always about... Um, it, it's almost always never about... Who is actually the best at that? It's about how do they fit within the whole jigsaw. Well, I, I say this all the time. Drag Race is like really hard when you're there, but it is not. Like, like Drag Race cannot be the most talented drag queens in the world competing. It'd be too hard, too hard yeah. to judge. And look at this season, <laughs> I think is a great testament to that because Bimini lip synced the first episode but then there was no getting rid of her. She was funny. Yeah. She could sew. She she made it work. She made it yeah. her own. So w when when it is, you know, when queens do develop and come out of their shell, it is like, oh God, how how do you judge it? Because everyone is so good. So it, it, sure. they, they need to take all these things into consideration with casting. So again, that's that's part of the reason I was like, yeah, we'll we'll sit this one out. Yeah. I'll let someone else tweet it from Scotland. <laughs> I think that was a good idea. Yes, yes, considering the heavy crown well. I've got now, yeah. <laughs> but of course, you did get there and we did get Scottish representation in the end, so well done. And you've taken the crown home. What was the reaction like from everyone in Scotland? Because, of course, social media has gone crazy. Everyone to BAFTA Scotland is complimenting you. How does it feel? Just bizarre. I, I mean, does it does it make sense? I mean, Davina, you've been through the drag race machine, right? Mm. I found on weeks that I did really good. So the first episode, because I, I don't think people cared that much after my Meet the Queens. That was fine. But um, 
what shocked me was the response after the first episode was so positive that it kind of just numbed me. It wasn't, oh my God, I'm, I'm famous, oh my God. And it wasn't, oh, I'm so sad, no one likes me. It was just like shock and like confusion and mm. so many different things. Um, so so it, it was bizarre, you know, even jumping forward to the crowning. I, I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. And I think the best way, you know, I'm a big fan of Joan Rivers and she was always like, you should be thinking of the next thing while yeah. you're doing the thing you're doing. Yeah. So I'm already thinking towards that TV show we're doing, Mawal Presents or whatever. Yeah, I'm already there so that I don't need to worry about, did I deserve it? Am yeah. I nervous about, you know, that stuff. So you don't need to worry about that. But Scotland was so positive. I'm still waiting on Nicola Sturgeon to tweet me. <laughs> But <laughs> she's she's had a busy week. I was going to say, she's had a rough one. So, you know, maybe give her a break. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I've seen a couple of memes, though, of voiceovers of Nicola Sturgeon mentioning you. Yeah. Have you seen that? Janie Godley. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Janie Godley. And I really want to do a show with Janie Godley one time. I want to call it Janie and Cheney. I think that would be so funny, right? And she's this amazing <laughs> Scottish comedian and she does voiceovers of Nicola Sturgeon at briefings and stuff. And she was like, oh, and we're all celebrating Lawrence Cheney's winning drag race. And I was like, this is all I need. I don't need yeah. any tweet from Nicola Sturgeon now. This is what I need. <laughs> uh, you did just tweet a picture. You recently tweeted a picture of yourself and Michelle Visage for the very first time at a meet and greet. Yeah. Um, compared to the night you won drag race, like how surreal... Is that to go from a like a fan to a winner? I love how there's six years difference between those pictures. Still wearing purple, uh, <laughs> <laughs> still doing it. Um, I, I mean, it is surreal. Uh, again, like I, I am a huge fan of Doctor Who and loads of amazing TV shows. You know, Brooklyn Nine Nine and. Um, so much, I'm, I'm not going to go into my Netflix archive because we would be here for ages. <laughs> but, you know, like, I love, you know, the Mission Impossible films. You're never going to be in those as a drag queen. Like, you know, the, or, or the chances are so against you being in these big blockbusters. But Drag Race is like one of the only shows where you can get on it and have a full circle moment like that. Yeah. We saw it with Aquaria. And I still can't believe... I mean, I'm the hugest fan of Bob the Drag Queen. I think Bob is so funny. I met Bob dressed as Bob at a night you hosted, yeah. Davina. And I just remember, you know, going from... You know, Bob was just like, oh, hey, how are you? You know, like a, like a, a queen is at a meet and greet. Dead chill, yeah. but... Oh my God, Bob, I love you. And, oh, thanks, you know, you know, so nice. And now Bob's tweeting me and Bob's mentioning me. That is surreal. And it never happens never happens you know so i just pinch myself every day that i am so lucky i mean michelle visage messaged me when my uh, when i was getting trolled on twitter and she was like i've been there rue's been there we've all been there don't this is this isn't what real life is like yeah just remember that even though right now there is no real life yeah it is just social media she said just bear that in mind but it's very full circle so we've got you there's Morgan McMichaels. There's yeah. Rosé. Is there a... No Listen, I know this is going to cause dramas. <laughs> Glasgow's going to be, like, on fire tonight. Yeah. Um, which other Scottish queen would you really like to see on the show? Uh, Reba Martel is an amazing pantomime dame. She's an amazing character actress. She uh, lent me loads of jewellery before going to the show. She's amazing. Uh, Reba's amazing. I love CJ Banks is amazing and Alice Rabbit. Uh, yeah. Kiko, Carrie Ann, they'd be all good on it. This is the thing is I genuinely can't pick because Scot Scotland is full of amazing drag talent. We just don't, you know, there's no viral Scottish queens that are makeup entrepreneurs, you know, like hungry or whatever. You know, there is no Scottish version of that. So it is drag race, unfortunately, is that pathway. Yeah. So while, while we're talking about Scotland, so can I just ask, what was it like for you work, working with Lorraine Kelly? Because obviously you mentioned TV. She's the queen of morning telly. She's probably one of the most famous just Scottish the queen, people. Actually. You know, yeah. what was it like? You know, I I, uh, I get really uncomfortable when when I, it, someone says, you're going to meet RuPaul, you're going to meet Lorraine. 
Because you're like, oh, in two minutes, my perception of them could really be changed. Ugh. But again, Lorraine was a joy. And Lorraine is just so positive. I, I genuinely don't know how she does it. Like, she she'll like say to someone, she'll go, I'm very disappointed in you. You know, you've really, you've really not been too nice. And then people on her crew will go, can you believe Lorraine said that? Whoa, she wasn't holding back. And I was like, that's Lorraine not holding back. You know, how positive <laughs> is this woman? You know, because um, when I'm not holding back, it's effing and seeing and all this stuff. So she, she's just amazing. And a true supporter of drag, um, you know, regardless of Drag Race or not, you know, she loves the Drag SOS girls. So I, I think she's just up for a good time. Now, you didn't win £100,000. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. You're Sorry about that, babe. <laughs> uh, but you have won a show. So um, have you thought about, are you allowed to tell us what you've thought about that you might be doing? Do you know, probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> what, I'll, what I will say, I am stuck right now because I don't know. A quality I think that's good about me is I'm able to talk about political issues mm. and social issues and be, uh, you know, have it come off not as a joke, just a fact, um, you know, and have it um, be meaningful. And then five minutes later, have a laugh about something else. I'm able mm -hmm. to kind of have that duality, which is something not a lot of people have because mm. a lot of people just make a joke and then you're like, that's about a really political thing you <laughs> yeah. shouldn't maybe be making fun of. Um you know, so I don't know whether to go down that route and do, you know, a kind of... I, I, I love interviewing people. I love talking to people, as you'll find out listening to this. Um, So I, I just, you know, love talking to people. So I don't know to go down that route or the bagpipes, Lawrence Cheney thing and be a bit more campy slapstick funny. Uh -huh. I don't I don't know kind of what will work best for that, what, 20 minute an episode yeah, uh, I mean, format. I'd what I'd love is for you to do um, an updated version of Super Gran. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. Not that. Super Gran! I loved it! Super Gran! <laughs> Not that. Imagine. If only we could get the rights. <laughs> I bet they're really expensive, you know. Oh, yeah, 2p. Yeah, 2p in a gobble. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we've got a TV show in the works. It's coming. We're not 100% sure what it is. But you've already had a number one single with UK Hun. How was that? <laughs> now, you know me, Davina. I'm not a singer. I'm definitely <laughs> not a singer or a dancer. I mean, the closest to singing I get is my singer sewing machine. That is as close <laughs> as I get. But, uh, yeah, we had a number one song on the iTunes chart in the UK, which is bizarre. I, I, you know, watching it back, my verse, take it or leave it. Not a big fan of the verse, but what I was really proud of personally, you know, we take away different things from stuff, but I was really proud of the dancing. I was like, we're all really in sync here. We're all keeping up with each other. No one's trying to overshadow anyone or any stuff. And I was really, really proud of that. So I think people just saw us having fun and it was because I, I thought it was very much like you four girls at a sleepover trying to do a TikTok dance. Yeah. That's what it, the vibe was. <laughs> you know, a silly song and, and something like that. So I think that's the kind of silliness people cotton on to. Uh, and now it's people can't stop saying bing, bang, bong, sing, sang, song. <laughs> <laughs> and will we be getting more from the U UK, uh, UK King, United King Dolls? Oh my God. Are you having, Gran, are you Can't having a stroke? <laughs> Honestly, yes. there's her face dropped on one side yeah. she lift her arms. F Quick. Face. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to have a lot more uh, coming. I mean, I want to take over the world as the United Kingdoms. Mm. We're going to New Zealand and Australia and Canada. I, I mean, I, I can't believe people in those countries know who I am, let alone the other girls. Like, we, we're just so buzzing to, to make it happen and... Uh, yeah, have have another Campbell time. You know, hopefully the lyrics this time in in our upcoming songs maybe will be a bit more you know empowerful and political than <laughs> Bing Bang Bong, <laughs> Sing Sang Song, Bing Dang Dong. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, it was a it was a, a Eurovision. Yes, uh, I, pastiche, it was. A, yes, it, it, it was know, a, a theme song, a yeah. parody, I, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And of course, when you're doing, um, when you were performing on the show, you were the first queen or one of the first queens to receive critique from a mannequin. So what was that like? And how many people have been in touch to congratulate you since to give you more feedback? Uh, I, I mean, you know, having Mickey critique <laughs> <Mickey>. you, um, <laughs> that was surreal. Because if you think I didn't know what Mickey was saying, RuPaul Sure didn't have a clue. <laughs> RuPaul was at that desk trying to Google Translate that stuff. Like, yeah. what is what is a tuppence? What is what is a Lawrence Cheney? What is a you know? She was trying to keep up, and yeah. I, I I mean it was very surreal. And again, what I've struggled with is I I love and appreciate the judges and their feedback i think most of their feedback makes sense as well you know you're able to kind of see where they're coming from it's from a place of love they're there to do their job i'm there to show you what i can do so i get it what i struggle with is when people say oh well you know rupaul clearly has a favorite in lawrence cheney and i'm like we're all rupaul's favorite because we're all here all there and and to me what annoys me and and this is again a, a bigger issue that no one's wanting to discuss uh but when people say rupaul has a favorite in lawrence cheney what they mean by that when you break it down it's clearly in their head they have a bad perception of a plus size scottish drag queen and they don't understand how someone could like that person's drag on the same level as ahoras on the same level as tastes so they're like RuPaul, you must be favourite. Like, this must be favouritism because I don't get how you like this person's drag. But they always make it a big, oh, it's RuPaul's rigged race, all this stuff. And it's like, no, you just have one perception of drag, of what drag, what drag you want it to be. And then there's all this that is drag and it still is drag, Graham Norton. You know, you know, and... Yeah, it's not just a black and white thing of this is what good drag is and this is what not good drag is. So I I wish people kind of took that into consideration a wee bit more. I think there were a few moments of that. uh, You know, you're saying maybe they don't always understand what drag is. I think there were a few moments of that that as a viewer, I was kind of questioning the judges themselves because I'm like, well, you... RuPaul's sitting there and going, I've been told that this is normal for Panto. What the fuck? You haven't even watched one? Like, that's your basics, bitch. If you're going to sit in that chair and you're going to judge somebody, you have to at least fucking know what it is that you're judging. Otherwise, get the fuck out of here. You shouldn't even be sat there. If you're not going to give them the respect to come from an informed place to judge something, just don't do it. Just say, I don't know what this is. So I'm going to leave the room while these people critique you. <laughs> and then I'm going to decide who I like best. Fine. Fine. But don't sit there pretending that you are informed about this enough to judge people when you are clearly not. Can we imagine if that happened? If she went, right, um, I'm going for a tea break. Uh, I'll see you in two. <laughs> I would love that. I would respect it so much more than somebody sitting there going, I don't know what this is supposed to be, but I'm going to judge it anyway. But for me, it wasn't even Rue in the, the panto. I I think with Rue, you know, I, I actually get where Rue comes from with most critiques. You know, I get the Rue is able to understand what drag is a bit more. Than, I, for me, it was, what was it when Graham Norton was like, sister, sister, is this drag? Oh. I'm like... It is drag. She's just glued leaves to her forehead. It is not something that shocking. Like, yeah, chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because drag is much more diverse and complex than you know. Just I'm gonna turn up and look as much like a woman as I possibly yeah, can. That's still amazing. That's yeah, great, uh, gorgeous. But there's so many other things. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on before yes. we get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, uh, there'd been there'd been some really emotional moments for you on the show, especially when you were in the rehearsals for Rats the Rusical. Are you um, listing all of the times I've cried? Episode no, one, episode two, listen, episode three, episode four. Exactly. You're talking to the queen of crying here. Yeah, well, uh, the queen and the princess, yeah. <laughs> if there was a moment where there was a possibility of crying, I was fucking there. 
I was there. I was ready. <laughs> and I was like, don't give me a Kleenex. I want them to see my tears yeah. and my pain. Oh! Um, so, listen, and it's a, like, for anybody who doesn't still get it, it is the most insane experience and the most insane set of circumstances for any yeah. human being to be put in. And if you're, you know, somebody who puts pressure on themselves and is a perfectionist, that makes it a hundred times worse. Oh, yeah, because th- this is the problem with a competition format. Mm. Competitions aren't meant for you to show your best. No. If they did, you'd have seven hours to get ready. Oh, you don't need to make that costume today. Oh, babes, chill. You show it off when you're ready to. That's not how it works. That's sadly how filming doesn't work, you know. Mm. So it's it's hard to, to manage. Yeah. So so now I want to I want to dig into that. Show me your pain. Uh, (laughs) Like, it doesn't need to be. But um, what was that about? Why was it that you were upset on that stage right there? Loads of reasons. You know, uh, there's the kind of baseline, oh, I miss my family. And that's always in the back of your head. But uh, what I found is it was like triggers. Triggers of like phrases, words and stuff would kick it. Like, things like... Do you know what was so funny? I started crying in the Rats Rusical. I started crying off camera. So, for example, in the Rusical, I started crying before cameras were on me because I was just upset. I was upset that Joe had just gone home and I thought when Joe walked in, I was like, well, Joe's going to win. Well, this was lovely, but Joe's going to win. I'll make a lovely first alternate. (laughs) Joe blew my mind that Joe went home. And it then became, I think that transition between episode one and episode two is the hardest because it's your first time. And to you, I'm walking down the runway, Diana Rigg, woo, Avengers, woo, woo. And then all of a sudden, Joe Black, leave. It's like, wow. Like, that is is a a crazy polarizing thing. So... I was just floored and I was like, oh yeah, well, it's a singing and dancing challenge. I'm next. Oh my God. Yeah, written in, written in the stars. I'm going home. So I, I just, in my perfectionist brain, I was like, I'm never going to be good at this. Why do you all want me to do this? Tell RuPaul to have tomorrow off. <laughs> Tell him to have tomorrow off. There's no point in him turning <laughs> up. Like, I, I just was like, I'm not going to be ready. This is going to be a crock of shite. There is no point in this man being ready. You know mm. what I mean? Like, there was no point. So... That's that's what you saw was that frustration. But I love that uh, Jay Ravel, the amazing choreographer, was like, the, t- the triggers, Lawrence, are you okay? You seem very nervous and upset. <gasps> and I'm like, crying. You know, and it just, it, it just, it overcomes you. And I think when you feel yourself crying and you go, release it's just an even bigger sobbing motion and you feel it all through your body and what i've learned is you know in school all that you just you've got to move through it and you've got to have it because bottling it up isn't good Mm -hmm. bottling it up makes you shout at ellie diamond in episode eight so (laughs) that is the truth behind it you know you've got to let it out and and air your feelings that's it and you did come through it and you and raps the the musical was incredible um you one of the things that you did manage to get to do with the show uh, is show all the people um that you experienced at school had bullying um from um so it was great that you got to show people what you can do and who you are has anybody been in touch from school any of your old friends or maybe anybody that did give you any kind of trouble um yeah there's people that keep in touch from school again i i don't uh I don't hold any one person accountable for any of my bullying. I was never, uh, I I couldn't really tell you the names of bullies. It it Mm. wasn't one person that made my life hell. It was these people that would, you know, walking past you, they trip you up in a corridor and they don't know what your name is. You just look funny. That's, that's what I experienced from multiple people. Well, (laughs) the school, you know, and, uh, so so for me, I never really kept in touch with people from school. Probably a bad thing on my side, but I was just like, mm, that's bad vibes. I don't I don't go there. So f- for me, I, I I had people, I had teachers reach out. I had an amazing teacher called Mrs. Mackay, and I used to hide in her photography class uh, at lunchtime and eat my lunch in there because she'd be like, I know you're going through a rough time. Have here. 
chill out here. Yeah. You can work on your photography stuff, whatever. So she reached out. And also people from school, you know, they've said, you know, I, I get it now. I get drag. I get why you, you know, shared, you know, and made people laugh. Because they would always think I was pretentious by by trying to make people laugh. But I was trying to make people laugh to desensitize the fact that I was going to get beaten up in a queue outside a class. Yeah. That's what I was trying to do, you know. I wasn't trying to showboat. Yeah. I was like, eh, you're going to beat me up. You're going to beat me up. This is a sandwich. Hello. You know, <laughs> that, that was how I tried to, to deal with it. But I'm glad that certain people that maybe didn't get drag or being a queer person, they didn't get that. I'm glad that they're able to go, do you know what? I get it now because then their kids will get it and their kids mm. will go, well, you know, do I like it? No, but let's, let's leave them to their own thing. Right. We're on to our quick, quick fire round now. Fab. Because it's nearly time for us to let you go, darling. <laughs> so, Connor wants to know who should be Miss Congeniality and why? Uh, Bimini Bumbulash because um, Bimini is an amazing human being. She's an amazing drag queen. Uh, but, you know, Bimini would be the person trying to glue your nails on for you, glue your wig on for you, zip you up when she's not even put her eyebrows on. Like, she is an amazing person. And uh, I have a lot of respect for her because she does a lot of things that I do, but she does a lot of things and is able to handle her emotions, I think, better than me. So I really look up to her. And and I love this zen place that she comes from. Again, I think I'm attracted to people that aren't like me. And I go, wow, that's a really cool trait you've got there. So Bimini. 100%. 100%. Bimini, perfect. Mrs. M would like to know, if the if the UK was to get a celebrity drag race, what celebrities would you like to see made over? So if we go for four. Jane McDonald. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Michelle McManus. Yes! Although I don't think, I think Michelle would refuse to wear heels. I think she'd be like, it's a dolly slipper or nothing, darling. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Uh, who else? Oh, who brilliant. else? Um, uh, Rylan, I yes! think, would make a really fierce queen. Listen, but- Rylan once once won. I think he was like top forty in sexiest women no. in drag. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. in FHM. Gee, nice. um, who else? One last person. Um, yep. um uh, Judy Dench. Yeah! Ooh. Come on, Judy. Love, That's love, a great selection. Yes! Exactly. <laughs> Lisa De Nicolette wants to know, who is your favourite Doctor Who? That's a loaded question! Um, my favourite Doctor is a classic Doctor, John Pertwee. Uh, he was the yes. third Doctor. Yeah. Icon. Good choice. Best companions as well. Fraser wants to know, would you rather fight a horse duck or a thousand duck-sized horses? <laughs> I'll go a horse duck because it sounds you can replace one letter in it probably as a fun night. (laughs) Brilliant. And finally, we would all like to know what is next for Lawrence Cheney? What's going to happen? That is another loaded question. You know, uh, I obviously have my WOW Presents show that we're working on. if I decide what it is. Um, I'm also (laughs) working on a few more other... uh, I'm working on other TV shows as well. Um... You know, I didn't just want to be like a guest on shows. I wanted to create my own opportunities as well, like Dawn French, all that. So doing that, um, and I'm working as well. I'm writing a book. (laughs) I never thought you would hear those words come out my mouth, but I am writing a book and I'm very excited because it's funny. So again, lots of humour, lots of laughs. And here's hoping in a year's time, I'll have a Netflix comedy special. Here's hoping. Here's so, <laughs> in order for us to find that, we need to know all of your social media. So, how do we find you? Well, I'm glad you asked. Thank you very much, <laughs> Davina de Campo. Um, so, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Lawrence Cheney, and you can also find me on Twitter at Shady Lawrence. See, I'm back on Twitter, everyone. The drama <laughs> is over. Um, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, my uh, Craigslist. Um, 
what else? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just everywhere else. I'm Lawrence Cheney. So if you want to Facebook me some abuse, I'll say thanks, Mum. You know. And is there an OnlyFans on the way? There's an Only Scran, <laughs> and you just eat, just eating on OnlyFans. That's oh. it. Um, yeah, no. So loads of uh, amazing things coming up. So yeah, follow me. Not follow me home. Just follow me. We absolutely will. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Lawrence. Thank you for having me, you sexy babes. <laughs> Thank you, Lawrence. Go forth and conquer. Well, we have come to the end of the episode. This has been Fierce Slay Talk. You can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fierce Slay Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. You want it. You got it. I won't hold back. Come snatch it. Come take it. All yours right off the rack. No wanting. No waiting. You shake me down, you touch it, you taste it, come take me here and now. Try it and buy it, the top of the stack, bag it and snag it, no need to attack. Instant and present, hit go and play back. Right now, right now. Take it and tame it, walk me to the door. Have it and hold it, you only want more. Live it and love it, you got it, it's yours. Right now.